Welcome to the Scuttlebutt on 89.1 KNSJ Disconzo, San Diego's only military radio hour, with your hosts, Maximus and Van, bringing you news, stories, and interviews from and for the military and veteran community of San Diego. Oh, yes, we are. You know we are. Welcome to the Scuttlebutt Show, our new weekly program by and for the past, present, and future active duty veteran reserve and DOD civilian community of San Diego. Of course, their families are included in that, and anyone else who might be listening, I'm Max, Maximus Bloom, and I'm here with my co-host, Van. Ooh, yeah. And today, we've got a great episode. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to be talking about someone who made big news this week out of Pico Rivera, California, introducing councilman, teacher, former mayor, Gregory Salcedo. Boop, 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 boop. Air horn might, for this guy. You might have heard of him. He is the uh, guy who took it upon himself in front of his class as a high school teacher to say that the military is the lowest of the low, the worst of the worst, the dumbest of the dumb, your dumb Uncle Louie. People yeah. had no other options, academically untalented. Shaping minds. Not talented people, they say. So we're going <laughs> to we're gonna talk about that. And I'm going to say a few things that you guys probably aren't expecting me to say, and then we're going to be playing a really interesting uh, and really amazing track by our good friend, the Marine Rapper, who made a what he does, a diss track, where basically he makes fun of Gregory Salcedo, and he absolutely nailed it to a T, what we're probably all thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give you my, my thoughts on it, which uh, I think you guys will be interested to hear. Also, we have the folks from Veterans Village of San Diego calling in at 3.30 to talk to us about Veterans Village. That's going to be super cool. Yeah, it's going to be great because they are an organization, a nonprofit, who helps veterans who are maybe going through addiction or homelessness or crisis to get back on their feet. They have housing, and they have some big news to share with us about some new upcoming uh, housing projects they're doing, as well as job placement and, uh, and, and getting you clean, clean and sober job placement skills back to back on their feet for a lot of people they've done thousands of veterans uh they are the model of the for the country on programs like this they're gonna be calling in talking with us they're over there off pch over by marine corps recruit depot and uh, that's gonna be awesome coming up at 3 30 we have a few other news stories to talk about some of that army uh on the army's recruitment and a few other surprises on the show yeah, you were running those numbers by me for the uh, army recruitment and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like this is a math problem so it'll be interesting to hear you run through those numbers again and see if we get any feedback from Facebook. And Because there's a lot of people who – I was never a recruiter, and so uh, I have known a lot of people who did recruiting duty, and it is consider, considered arduous uh, shore duty. In other words, very um, uh, involved. It takes a lot of time. And I always wondered, like, well, it seems like, like maybe it's because I wanted to come to the Navy. So maybe it didn't seem like it was – like. Uh, that big of a deal but uh, you know apparently after you ran through some of the numbers it really is a serious math problem and it does take some talent and some skill uh, to be able to keep your numbers up yeah it's going to be difficult so as the military is if the military is going to grow over the next few years and we're going to talk about this this yeah. coming up in the show but how many people in our nation are qualified and then how many people want to and what are we looking for yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens over there uh actually can i tell you something can i share something with you go uh from today um can you tell me, do you know this, uh, I, and I have not prepped Van on this, so this will be interesting. This is a totally, I am totally putting him on the spot and surprising him. This is, he did not see this coming. <laughs> this is like my, my trivia for you. You're going to hit yes. me with trivia later. I got trivia for Go. you. Sergeant Stubby. Sergeant do you, Stubby. Do you know Sergeant Stubby? I do not know Sergeant Stubby, but I feel like it sounds familiar. And maybe when you say it, I'm expecting uh, to say, oh, yeah. Let's see. Okay, let me tell you about Sergeant Stubby. I read this this morning. It was on a, I follow a lot of, uh, ever since we started this show, 
a lot of military Instagram and Facebook pages have kind of followed us. Can I changed I, my Instagram to the Scuttlebutt Show. Go ahead. I was going to say, can I get some context clues? Maybe you can walk me on a little. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll walk you on with my four legs. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so I know Chesty. Okay. Is he, is he related to Chesty? He could be Chesty's, uh, like, father. Hmm. I want to... So, okay. Not knowing the obvious answer, I do not know. Let me just state that clearly for the uh, radio record. Okay. Uh, but now I'm starting to wonder, is it the Army mascot? But then when I think about the Army mascot, um, I thought it was the Falcon. Then I realized that was the Air Force mascot. And then I realized it was actually a donkey, right? The Army mascot? Uh, is the Army mascot a donkey? I'm pretty sure. I did not know that. Pretty sure it's a mule. I don't know. I, I take your word for it. Yeah. We'll have to, I think a mule is the proper term. We'll have to bing it. Okay. We'll That's have to bing it. Yeah, next, time I get, <laughs> next time I get on the Navy computer, <laughs> we'll I'll just, bing it. We'll just bing it. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you. So okay, let go. me tell our listeners. So anybody who doesn't know who Sh- Sergeant Stubby is, you're going to... I read this and I, I almost got... Uh, it just made me smile. One of, those sto- one of those things that you read and then you smile. It's okay. the feel-good story of the year. Yeah. Let's go back way back to World War One, when Private Robert Conroy found a brindle puppy with a short tail while in training near Yale University and named him Stubby. This soon became the mascot of his unit, the 102nd Infantry. Mm. When they deployed to Europe, he took, he smuggled Stubby with him because he kind of became like a uh, a pet for the unit mm-hmm. and, a, and like the mascot, like he said, and it was everybody loved him. So he smuggled him on the ship that took them over to Europe. They, they, uh, didn't know what to do with the dog, but the dog learned some interesting tricks while he was with the unit prior to deployment. It's his first deployment. One of those was the salute. This dog would uh, return salutes. So the commander of the unit uh, saluted the dog, and then the dog saluted him back, and they decided to keep him. Pretty great. Yeah. So that's you know that's how he earned his spot. Yep. So uh, early on their deployment, because the dog went with them out to the forward lines, mm-hmm. the dog was uh, wounded by mustard gas in a battle. Mm. And even though the dog was hurt was taken to a hospital and survived, uh, and then had an ultra-sensitivity to mustard gas. Went on to save them from mustard gas attacks multiple times with early detection. Sure. Additionally, he was fragged by a grenade, took a lot of shrapnel, went back to a hospital. He was there longer, went to that hospital, made a full recovery. While he was there, he was like the motivational... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, speaker, what's it? What's it? <laughs> morale, morale booster right, right, right. for the entire, uh, yeah, for the yeah, entire hospital, for the entire hospital in Europe. And then once caught a German soldier mapping out the layout of the Allied trenches, barked at him, attacked him, bit him, and restrained him until the Americans showed up to take to capture the German. So this dog went on to be in seventeen battles. He was wounded and was the first animal to ever be given a rank when he was promoted to sergeant for his heroism wow. on the battlefield in World War One. He went on to visit the White House, meet President Woodrow Wilson, and became uh, just a famous pup. He led the American troops in a pass and review parade later, and then he was awarded many medals for heroism, including a medal from the Humane Society, and then he went on to become the mascot for Georgetown University. Oh, wow. So he did go to college. Yeah, so he went to <laughs> another member of the, uni- of the uniform services who is not dumb. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Hmm. A dog, yeah, smarter than maybe this guy who was talking trash. <laughs> so, uh, I thought that was I, when I heard that earlier. I thought that was so great. Wait, I have a question though. Okay, how did this come up? Is there going to be a movie on him, the dog? Yeah, I'm no, assuming um, uh, Sergeant Stubby is a male. Sergeant Stubby is a male. So you know what? I don't know, but I when I googled Sergeant Stubby to find amplifying information of the Facebook or Instagram post that I yeah. saw, 
it did pop up with an animated movie trailer for Sergeant Stubby, and it looked like he was in some kind of uniform. We're going to have to bing that and get some more information. Maybe that movie, I don't know if it's coming out or already came out, but I think it deserves a movie. It needs to be made. And it it could really be like, because, you know, war movies, like I actually just watched Dunkirk again uh, recently. I haven't seen it. It's pretty good. Um, But it's one of those, oh, how do you say it? So, like, you remember that movie Castaway? I remember Castaway. Okay. Wilson. Yeah, so there's these moments, though, where he's just kind of doing stuff, and you can just imagine yourself stuck on that island, too, and imagine yourself doing the same thing. And then they were really good about how they created the sound context. Like, you could hear the waves in the background and the wind blowing and, like, the palm trees rustling against each other. There's a lot of moments like that in Dunkirk where you're just sitting there. Everybody's, you know, do you know the story of Dunkirk in general? Yes, I do. Yeah, I had never really known the story until I saw the movie. So then watching it the second time, uh, I began to really, I don't know, I bought into it just one more layer deep. And now I'm really able to, like, imagine myself standing there waiting for a boat ride and then just getting attacked by these German planes. Like, incredible. Yeah. Anyways, so I just think, you know, now now that it's so popular for, you know, all these military movies and whatnot, why doesn't Disney take a run at it and and just kind of take a serious subject matter? Uh, and show how in real life we how and how critical it is to have comic relief, even in a survival situation. You know the the best antidote for that anxiety is, you know, have the ability to laugh at yourself. So I think I think Disney could take this on. It could be a really good, uh, the feel good story of the year. Oh yeah, that's it. you have a great movie trailer voice. Thank you. Um, okay. So if you guys didn't know about Sergeant Stubby, now you know. I'm glad that you know. I think that that's a great story. I'm glad we got to share it with you. I'm glad that I heard about it this morning because yeah. I love stuff like I that. I did not know any of that. So yeah. the answer is I don't know. I thought the uh, I, I thought it might be a chesty type of dog, which is the well, it's one not of the, that un, it's not that different. Yeah, right. Yeah, we you know when I was on deployment in Afghanistan, we rescued a dog um, who was found inside a road. Mother being like in the arms of uh, this dog's deceased mother. And we got that dog back to uh, the States. That dog's living in Washington now. So, and that was really nice, you know. The, what a great act of compassion. Those, by, Af- those Afghanistan dogs are scary. They can be. Yeah, they look m- monstrous. Mangy. Mangy is a good word. Hungry? Yeah, and okay. there's like, because they just live in packs. Yeah. And they live around the villages. And so they don't really take care of the dogs, but they don't kick the dogs out because they're good alarm systems. Mm-hmm. So they're allowed to live around like trash piles and at the outskirts of town. And uh, and they just, they're master survivalist. So when you walk into a pack of dogs, you are walking into uh, a pack of survivalists who, and there's an alpha and he is quick to challenge. And if there's uh, any puppies around, mama's quick to challenge. And uh, the fact that, you know, it's pretty common, actually, for guys to rescue dogs from over there because, you know, our view towards animal rights, really, just here, totally different. We, totally different yeah, is right. Yeah, and they are compa- And San Diego itself is a dog town. Like, you can take your dog into almost any store here in San Diego. Uh, they love their dogs here. San Diego's, speaking of, and we'll move on after yeah. this, uh, one of the number one dog cities in America, if not maybe the number one dog city, and something I learned this past weekend after taking our dog out to Fiesta Island the dog park at Fiesta Island, number one in the country. Really? Number one dog park in the country. I wonder how they rank that. Uh, they ask the dogs. <laughs> Good call. How many, on a scale of one to ten bones, yeah. it gets ten bones. Georgia Tech or Georgetown University yeah. run, runs that? Yeah. Got it. Um, okay. So, uh, for our listeners on the radio, for our listeners on Facebook, thanks for tuning in to the Scuttlebutt Show on KNSJ 89.1 San Diego. We're a weekly military show, and I, I, I feel like we'd be 
amiss to not talk about the number one story that I've heard people talking about around the military this week, which is Mr. Gregory Salcedo out of Pico Rivera, California. If you guys don't know who this guy is, uh, you can head over to his Wikipedia page, or you can head over to uh, YouTube and just Google his name, it, when you, his name. When, when you get a Wikipedia page in a matter of a week, you, uh, know, yeah. you know you're a big deal. You can tell his Wikipedia page was updated this week. So let me, let me before we get into it, let me give you some background on this guy. So he is from Pico Rivera, California. Where is that? <clears throat> it is, oh, that's a great question. I think it's up in like the Los Angeles Corona I'll look area. it up and you continue. Okay. He was the, I don't know what this means, but he was the ceremonial mayor of Pico Rivera three different times over three different years, most recently in 2015, and he is a member of the city council. He is also a teacher at the local high school. Uh, this week, um, he was in, in class, and a student wore a shirt on it that had the word Marines. It was a Marines shirt, like United States Marines. And I guess that uh, his father was a Marine, and he was thinking about joining the Marines, so this guy goes on to go on a, a total psycho rant about the military, insulting the military, saying that people who join the military are the uh, lowest of the low. Let me read some quotes. He said that we can't win the wars on terror because we have a bunch of dumb blanks over there. And he said, think about the people who you know who are over there. Your freaking stupid Uncle Louie or whatever. They're dumb blanks. They're not high-level thinkers. They're not academic people. They're not intellectual people. They're the lowest of our low. So he said that the United States military's members, all of them, are the lowest of the low. That the only reason that they join the military is that they're so low, there's nothing else they could possibly do. And I wish I was exaggerating this or speaking in hyperbole, but I'm not. This is really what he said and really what he meant because he went on to affirm it over and over again. So he goes on to say, if you join the military, it's because you have no other options. It's because you didn't take care of business academically because your parents didn't love you enough to push you and you didn't love yourself enough to push yourself. This is great. Hold on. I just need a timeout. Just yeah. to, I just need to I think everyone listening capture. needs a timeout. Okay. So what he's saying is um, he is obviously overgeneralizing and I think he, this is his attempt to drive home a different point and so he's trying to leverage uh, something maybe he's had a previous audience for and he obviously does not have a close connection with anybody military in his family. Um, okay, so and so what he's saying is that military people uh, are incapable, uh-huh. or are unloved at home in general, and therefore because they were unloved at home, they do not love themselves, which uh, d- diminishes their sense of self-efficacy and renders them incapable. So it's a closed loop. Of negativity. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So he goes on to say, he goes on to compare. I'm going to get through the through the main talking points of his uh, speech that he gave. He goes on to say that he, he compares military recruiters to pimps and that if you join the military, you're equivalent to a hoe being used by a pimp. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so that's I like urban gardening, basically? Yeah. Got it. So uh, he, he went on to insult Vietnam, uh, Vietnam veterans. By saying you couldn't beat, we couldn't beat the Vietnamese who were a bunch of people this small. And I'm holding up my fingers about one inch apart from each other. This small who were throwing rice at you. I would love to, I would love to have this guy say any of this to the face of any <clears throat> Vietnam veteran or any veteran whatsoever. So then, yeah. then he goes on to talk, to basically insult the victims of the World Trade Center attacks, 9/11, saying that they by jumping out of the towers they hit people below and, and killed them like they were you know murderers. The whole thing is 
it's totally nuts. It's so crazy. It's so crazy that it's almost like you can't get mad at it. It's a complete display of ignorance. Right. It's one of the most ignorant things I've ever heard anybody say. Uh, you, you don't have to go far to find some pretty astounding veterans like the sailor who was a medical doctor, Navy SEAL, and now a NASA astronaut. Right. Or any one of our generals, including George Washington, who the one of the founder yeah. of our country, yeah. all the way up through uh, some of our current presidents and leaders. Oh yeah, and you know what? There are definitely people who joined the military because they had no other options. That's a that's a that's a real thing. But those people then go on potentially to become great leaders and get educated and get their college degrees and become commanders of units who joined the military because they dropped out of high school or because they you know, didn't have anywhere else to go. I've seen that plenty of times too. Yeah. I think it's a, it's just crazy that, that somebody would go on and, and say stuff like that. I can't, can't wrap my mind around it. Oh, where to be even begin with this guy. Um, are we, are we going to freestyle some of this here? Because I have, yeah. I have thoughts. Yeah. So give me your thoughts and I'll give you one of my thoughts. And then we're, and then for all the listeners, I want to remind you that at three 30, we're expecting a call from veterans village and we're going to hear from them and all the great things they're doing for our community. Okay. So first things first, uh, the educational, would you say industry, which he is part of? He's a teacher. True, true. Correct. Yeah. Okay, the educational industry in general uh, is is actually uh, the growth of college campuses uh, in America. Um, it really had an uptick post-World War II. And the reason it had such an uptick post-World War II is because that's when the GI Bill was introduced. And so as a result, um, 60, 70 years later, um, the education industry, they're a, one of the cornerstones for how they make money is deeply rooted into uh, the benefits of active duty service. So in other words, you go, you do your four, six years, whatever it is, then you get your benefits for education via the GI Bill, uh, which you can get at va.gov. You can get more information on it. Uh, but so... It is directly proportionate. The growth of the education industry uh, in America is directly proportionate to military service in that way. And so I just think as an educator, um, this is something that if you if you if you don't know it, then it's easy to disassociate uh, because you just don't you don't know what you don't know. And I actually believe his statements uh, when, when we talk about the word ignorant, I think it's safe to say, without cutting him down, he's just ignorant. And and I'm I'm really curious if I was to talk to him offline, because uh, we did talk about trying to call this guy. A lot of people are curious. Yeah, I mean, got a chance. I am curious what point he was really trying to drive home, because if he had a a greater point other than the negative rhetoric, that almost it's almost reminiscent of Vietnam era. Uh, anti-war uh, sort of philosophies, and and I'm not saying that they didn't have uh, a valid point, the the war demonstrators, uh, but I, what I am saying is there was an attitude that came out of that uh, that it sounds like he's just he's carrying that on without having uh, direct knowledge of what he's really talking about, and I think that defines the word ignorant. It does. Yeah. Absolutely, it does. Yeah. And so, and, and, and so I will say, I will say this. Just like you said, it's crazy. I say the same thing. I'll, I will try to use 
the word incomprehensible. Like, what experience base does he have uh, where he, these opinions are formed? He's entitled to his opinion, and therefore I'm entitled to my opinion. And 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 anybody who has who is a veteran, who's active duty, uh, who's a reservist, who's a family member, who's had a family member, uh, think about who that person is in your life and think about what this guy is saying and think about what that person means to you and and just shed the light on, keep the light shown on exactly what it is uh, that this person created in your life for you. And I think more often than not, uh, we'll find that it is the opposite of what this guy is saying. Yeah. Uh, way more often than not. That's yeah. safe to say. It's it's pretty wild. So I'd like to, you know, while we're on the topic, it it's what a time we live in, right? I, I truly believe that we live in a time where we've seen the end of free speech. And I say that, and I'm going to explain why. Yeah. Truly the end of free speech. Because now, with the way that things go viral on the internet, with the way that people gang up on someone, the free speech as a constitutional right might not be dead. But as a, a, a an application, it is because if you say something that falls in in an line with an unpopular opinion, then you will be lifted up to the front of the, to the front of the room, right? <laughs> Put on stage, spotlights on you yes. for the whole country to see, and then people will go and destroy your life. They will publish your address. They will send you death threats. You will lose your job because you spoke out and what would be. Your opinion, which you have your right to have, yeah. even though it's but it's just an unpopular opinion. So even though you haven't broken a law, you lose at the end because it's the unpopular opinion. And, the, and as a country, we can just gang up on somebody and ruin them. And we've seen it so many times. We tend, I, I, I would, I, I guess you would call this guy uh, liberal-minded, maybe um, with uh, an anti-military stance. Anti-military, anti-military, yeah. uh, maybe not liberal, but you know, yeah. it. You, you normally see. Uh, You've seen it a lot one way, right? Like uh, Me Too and Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. If you say something that doesn't align with the popular opinion, then they destroy you, right? The, the, the nation as a whole, right, yes. will lift you up, make you go viral, and then destroy you. And then that lasts for the rest of your life. But we forget about you in two weeks. Right. We forget. I can't tell you the last person that this happened to, and I'll forget this guy too. But his life is ruined. And I don't think that it's necessarily fair even to this guy. That because now and and I'll and I'll add something to that in a second. That just because he has an unpopular opinion that I think is terrible myself, doesn't necessarily mean that his life should end from this point forward. If anything, it's like a I almost have like a sympathetic bone in my body for him that he just doesn't understand, or something really bad must have happened to him. Like maybe a military guy hooked up with his wife or something like that. Like something bad <laughs> happened to this guy. Right. So <laughs> where I do think that he went horribly wrong was he used his platform as a school teacher to express this opinion. So yes. now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play our song here real quick. So even though... Are we done with the quotes from this guy's uh, yeah, rant? Yeah, we're done with the quotes from his rant. Yeah. So uh, our guest last week, the Marine Rapper, released a diss track on this guy, and it's really phenomenal. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to play it. Uh, because even though I just said that necessarily uh, someone's life shouldn't be destroyed just because they have a unpopular opinion... Well, that's the time we live in, so forget this guy. Let's crush him. Free speech right back at you. TMR, where you at? I fought for you all 
freedoms, but somehow you all thinking the military is dumb. You mess with the wrong people. America's war heroes, the reason you got freedom, the reason we got teachers like Gregory Salcedo. Now my military that you want to diss In front of all the students and the little kids Comparing our recruiters to some street pimps Your mouth got We above the average We multiply quick, you don't want no problems Marine versus teacher, I'm dividing them some I got three colors of greaves and you only got one Kids, Yeah. who's the teacher but the dumbest of dumb? Gregory Who's a racist slinging slurs that he cuts? Gregory Who threatened little girl put hands on our sons? Why would you diss the ones who proficient with guns? No. Oh my God, no, all the no, not to mess with us. We're the veterans, you know we savages. The ones with weapons and with the discipline, the high intelligence. That's why you living in, but you're bigger than you dissing us, now with. No love for the teacher. Gregory All right, so that was his diss track. I, I really like that. So anyway, forget this guy. This guy's a jerk. Let's just uh, spread the word and, and get him out of there. Yeah, and let's. Uh, I think it's a good reminder. Like, hey, you know what? People are entitled to their opinions. Let's let them have his opinion. Yep. And uh, and I think TMR. Uh, I think he had a good response. He used his platform uh, to to give it a good response, and he he kept it direct and to the point. And now he can go home and he can sit on it and think on it and retool himself a little bit. And I think I think just like you said, it's the it's the end of freedom of speech as we understand it. I also think uh, as a result, uh, we will we are. De- this is the time when we, when people will master the apology. You know? Oh, you are so right. Yeah, they will master the apology. Is that a phone call? Yeah, let me go get the phone. Okay. That could be our, our guest. Go grab the call. Take uh, over. Everybody uh, out there, we are. It's Friday. I enjoy. Hopefully, you're having a good uh, commute home. Uh, you are listening to KNSJ.com. This is the Scuttlebutt Show. Uh, feel free to give us a call at 619-528-8383. Uh, lines. We have one more line open. Uh, we are expecting a call from Kim and Lisa from the Veteran Village. Uh, so if you're tuned in on Facebook, uh, they'll be hitting us up shortly. And if you are one of those uh, veterans uh, who happens to be tuning in specifically uh, to listen to that interview, we'll be talking to them. They're a local uh, a nonprofit uh, organization here in San Diego uh, helping uh, veterans uh, get on their feet. And with the, uh, it's going to be a really good interview with those guys and talk about some of their programs and how they do things. Uh, but they have not called in yet, so now we have two lines open. Yeah, so I pick up the phone, and it's a uh, pre-recording. This is, are you thinking of going solar? And I'm like, not, I like maybe, but not now. Uh, not a good time to talk about it, you know? Yeah. So somehow they got this number. To, we're getting the, we're getting <laughs> not the anymore. We're expecting a really important call from a friend's veteran village, so I hung up on that one. Was it an actual person? It was an actual person's voice, but it was definitely a pre-recording. We should. Oh, okay. One of those soft, like, hey, are you thinking, have you thought about going solar? I would love to put them on the air and just run through their robot, like, trouble tree, like, until <laughs> we finally talk to somebody, and then, yeah. and then complain to them how they've <laughs> called us live on the air. Maybe put them on and be like, well, here's your chance to tell everyone about uh, solar. Are you a veteran? <laughs> there is a veteran-owned solar company in San Diego. I hear their ads on a, on a radio sometimes. Mm. So for anybody who might be wondering, uh, a link to that video or that so there is a video. It's got over half a million views on YouTube. So big shout out to TMR. Congratulations on that video. Your video going viral on the viral video. The kid went viral and put the viral video on the viral video. Uh, and that's how it goes right now. If you go viral. Uh, yeah. So start, start working on your apology, buddy. Yeah. You're right about the people will become masters of the apology, but it won't matter. I, you know what? It reminds me of um, like when you heard about the uh, the people, the bakers who wouldn't make the cake for the gay couple's wedding. 
and then the whole country rallied and got that business shut down. No one cares about that. No one can remember what their names were, but their lives were ruined. Their business was shut down because they had an unpopular opinion. I think we need to get back on track where people are allowed to disagree with you. You know? Yeah. It's So anyway, links up on our Facebook page to that. Links up on our Facebook page to Veterans Village. They should be calling us here in a couple minutes. Uh, and let us know what you think. Send an email to the scuttlebutt show at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at the scuttlebutt show or on Facebook at the scuttlebutt show. And uh, drop us a line, or you can call us at 619-528-8383. What about the Instagram? Yeah, Instagram at the Scuttlebutt Show. Yeah, yeah. Just find us, drop us a DM, slide into our DMs, is that whatever the new, you got Is do. that the new deal? Like, Because I'm, I don't got a big social media footprint, so my, my daughter has Instagram. Yeah. And I feel okay with it because it's not Facebook, but it's pretty much Facebook, right? Uh, Facebook owns it. It's Facebook for pictures, basically. Okay. Uh, you just go on there and, and a bunch of pictures and maybe some videos pop up. People can talk to you. You can share these pictures with your friends. Yeah. If you just want to, if you're tired of hearing people's opinions and you only want to see funny memes, then Instagram's great. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I do like that uh, That pinup. Is that what it's called? Pinup? Pin uh, like a pinup uh, 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 model? The pinup, no, it's like a board. Right? Oh, the, oh, Pinterest? Pinterest. You like Pinterest? I, I've seen it a little bit and I, I really do kind of dig it because it automatically links similar items and similar people with similar interests. So if you have a visual for what you're doing and you go in and you're looking for whatever Ansel Adam pictures, right? Yeah. You're going to all of a sudden you're going to run, you're going to cross paths with like probably like the top 100 Ansel Adam fans and you're going to have access to them, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I I just, I just dated myself a little bit. So we should be getting a phone call here any second. Uh, Stick, stick around for after our interview with the Veterans Village because then we're going to be talking about some personnel manning requirements for the Navy and for the Army. I found a great article on uh, Military Times where the Navy is lowering its standards for personnel, including immediately waiving the, uh, the discharges for those who are on the discharge list for uh, physical fitness standards failures. So if you were Ooh. a PFA failure or weight standards failure, immediately getting waived. Uh, they're letting everybody stay in because we need more people for more ships, for more at sea time, especially in response to the crashes in the Pacific last year, which is still ongoing, including yeah. NJP for a bunch of sailors this week. I've been following that story. Nothing really to report yet, but I, you know, we've been keeping you guys up to date on that. And as it comes out, we'll keep you up to date more. Um, but while looking at that, in response, we're going to up our manning, including not kicking people out for uh, physical fitness standards. Okay. So a couple things on the docket here that we have not done yet, and I'll I'll just mention them. You tell me what you want to do. We Let's have do word it. of the week we haven't done yet. Yep. We have some trivia. Yep. And then we have the uh, the recruiting uh, math. Yeah. Problem like yeah. That. So this should be like Goodwill Hunting military version. Yeah. So let's real quick before we we won't get fully on the subject. We'll throw out some ideas to our listeners okay. uh, while we're waiting for the phone call. Army, the United States Army, I should say announced that it's looking to recruit 80,000 people. We've got 50 states and several territories that we let people join from, including some people from other countries are allowed to join. Um, so let's put it, let's say 400 million people exist that could in some way, shape, or form, they're somehow affiliated with America. The talent pool. Potentially. But Potential. Now, but now take people who are younger than 18 and older than uh Average 35 with, without a waiver. Younger than 35, older than 18. Yep. Got it. Now take people who are within physical standards. Okay. So, so now, body fat under 22? Yeah, b- and plus being able to run, do push-ups, do sit-ups. Mile and a half. And they don't have diabetes or asthma or anything else minutes, like that. Yeah. Now take additional health uh, problems, including mental health problems, 
sight. regular health problems, sight, hearing, uh, any sort of developmental disability, right? Now take that and subtract those people. Now take academic standards. Apparently we have none, Ooh. but I'd say we have some. We have a little test called the, called the ASVAB, as well as for officer recruitment, you have to have a college degree. And you have other people's uh, unwanted opinions. Absolutely. So uh, then you drop down the list even further for academic standards. And then out of the pool of people that's left, how do you get those people to be interested in joining? Right. Now you, now you have to tackle willingness. Yep. So it's quite a problem for the recruiters out there, which is I've always heard is a tough job. Uh, also, we have the we talk about opinion like uh, we can get listener. I'd love to have some listener opinions on this about lowering the standards to raise the average uh, as far as personnel. So do, what do we do? Do we drop the standards and get more people? And then what do we get? What kind of product do you get in return? What kind of product do you get if you just let a few amount of people do the most of the work and then you work them to exhaustion? I so. see. I well, you know what I see happening is because the economy is considered we're in a quote unquote good economy right now. I see them throwing money at it in the form of contract work. In other words, civilian contractors uh, they will subcontract for stateside work and make everybody else uh, who is qualified they will deploy them and then slowly. Um, either do the recruiting, uh, what they call force shaping. What what all that's called, though, Max just referenced, is called force shaping. In other words, you know, go back 10 years, and if you failed two physical standard tests uh, in a three-year period, that was automatic. You're out of here. And now they're waiving that. So if you failed it, if if you've now failed two in a three-year period and they're getting ready to kick you out, they just turned that off, and you can now stay in. We like you, and we have mastered the apology. Yeah. So that is, that's something to think about. I don't know how many people we end up left with. Not that many. I, I we're gonna. It's three thirty-three. We're gonna wait for Veterans Village for a few more minutes, and then if they call, that'd be great. And maybe yeah. we'll move on to another topic. Let's do it. Let's just jump right into word of the day, and we'll we'll roll back around to the Manning issues because okay. I've got some more thoughts on it. Okay, and I got the trivia. Yep. Yep. So if we need to, if they don't call, we can always catch up with them at a different time. Yep. Uh, it's and gonna be the way it's meant to be for our listeners. You might have to. Drop out if they're waiting to hear from Veterans Village. Uh, VVSD.net is their website. There's a link to it on our Facebook page. They're a 501c3 nonprofit helping veterans in crisis. Might be dealing with addiction uh, to alcohol or drugs. Might be dealing with homelessness. Might be dealing with mental health. They are a living facility. Get you back on your feet. Get you clean. Get Love you a it. job. They're building a large housing unit up in Encinitas. Don't quote me on that. That might not be right. Encinitas. What's the other one uh, up there in off the 15? Not, it starts with an E as well. Escondido. Uh, Escondido. Escondido. That's right. Escondido. <laughs> I think it's Escondido. They're going to build a 2,000-unit uh, uh, housing development. They also Pretty put cool. up a shelter that's still open. It was open two days before Christmas to house veterans during the winter. Um, Down by the airport there. Yep. That's yep. sponsored by uh, Veterans Village. Super so cool. hopefully they call in. We're going we're to talk to them. We're going to try to get them on the show. We're going to sh- try to spread the word. But you guys can head over to their website, vvsd.net, and find, <coughs> excuse me, and find out more information. It's the feel-good story of the year. Followed up by a feel-good movie then. <laughs> yes. Sergeant Stebby. Yes. All right. So go ahead. Hit me with the word of the week. All right. Word of the week. Uh, some of you uh, may know this from your military experience. Some of you may just recognize it. Some of you may not even be aware that the military uses this word quite a bit and that it has uh, it, it creates a certain uh, reaction in every uh, every military member. I know if you say this word you get a little chuckle out of them. And the word is... 
Helicopter roll. Helicopter roll. Helicopter Stand roll. by. Oh, what did I do? <laughs> stand by. Stand by to stand by. That's my favorite one. Uh, so stand by generally, uh, it can be used uh, in the civilian sector or the military sector. Uh, and people, people typically uh, reference it with a, a state of readiness. You are standing by uh, in a state of readiness for duty or immediate deployment. Um, used in proper context, uh, the buses were placed on standby for the trip to Washington. But if you are in trouble, uh, at least in the Navy, uh, they will say standby to standby. In other words, wait a second, don't move a muscle, don't disappear, don't go anywhere. You've done it now. (laughs) You've done it now. I don't know where we're going to talk to you, but we are going to talk to you very soon about what you've done. That is standby to standby. Yeah. You don't want to be told to stand by. Another version of it is stand fast, Ooh. which I um, I think comes from uh, going to sea and when they're watching, when they're in a storm and they're and they're trying to keep their track and you're having uh, waves come uh, right to left or left to right. And so they'll try to time it. So when it knocks the ship around, it'll cause the ship to roll. So you'll have a lookout and he'll say stand fast. And so everybody will it'll get a grip. The wave will hit, it'll make them list, it'll make them roll, and then you know, then they know they have about 90 seconds before the next wave comes. Listing and rolling. Yeah, that's stand fast, very closely related, related to standby. I think, I don't think uh, there's too many times where in day-to-day use, standby is a positive thing. It's normally something bad. Standby to standby. Right. Standby to standby to standby. Or if you say to me, hey, I need your help with something. And I respond with standing by. Mm-hmm. That could be good. That could be good. Also, if you're waiting to like do an action, you could be told to stand by. So like, get ready, but stand by. Got it. Hurry up and wait. Yes, hurry up and wait. If your television tuner is not tuning in, it could say stand by. Does it say it on? Do they? Does it in the the uh, technologies? I don't know. I don't know either. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not that savvy. Yeah, I know what's in my coffee. I can put my work computer on standby, and it's just waiting for me. Oh. Is that stand? No, that's That's, sleep mode, right? Well, it could be standby mode. Same thing. Standby is sleep mode. Standby Me is a great movie. That is a great movie. Okay. Stephen King wrote that. Isn't that incredible? I did not know that. Yeah. Stephen King? Yeah. He writes the other ones? Stephen Stephen King? King. Yeah. It's a Stephen King deal. What a good show. Yeah, it's killer. Uh, Okay. Let's let's do it. Trivia. Hit me with trivia. Okay, then. For our listeners who don't know, we do a little segment called Trivia. You're listening to the Scuttlebutt Show on 89.1 KNSJ. Van is about to hook me up with some trivia and I have not seen these questions yet. I do not know the answers and we'll all learn something together today. These are not necessarily military themed questions. These are just interesting facts uh, and let's do it. Okay. I have five trivia questions here for all of our listeners. Now, should I read it, then give the distractors and then wait for somebody on Facebook to get it? Yeah. If any of our Facebook listeners come up with the answer, feel free to share it with us or call into the show and uh, hit us up with a answer. Okay. You can play. If you Call in before we're done. You can play trivia with us. That's right. All right, cool. I have five total, so I'll go nice and slow. Maybe you can call in for the last one. Okay. Uh, First question. This is trivia. You'll get four distractors. Which day of the week are heart attacks most likely to occur? Which day of the week are you most likely to have a heart attack? Is it Sunday? Monday? Tuesday? No. Or Wednesday. Uh-huh. Again, the question was, which day of the week are you most likely to have a heart attack? 
Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Now, this is interesting why we wait for somebody to hit us up on Facebook or give us a ring. Um, I'd never really thought about this. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a statistic out there, you know, a percentage of Americans have, you know, heart attacks by age, blankety blank, blank. But it is one of the leading uh, causes of, like, once you get past 50, you know, it's one of the leading causes of death. I know that. Uh, at least heart disease in general. And and then, you know, a heart attack is a symptom of heart disease, ultimately. Uh, so something else I think is really important, since we're just talking about it and we're waiting for an answer, is that uh, when you do have a heart attack, more importantly, a stroke, uh, one of the telltale signs is when you get that left arm ache that they talk about. Yeah. The thumb does not hurt. Hmm. The thumb does not the hurt. The thumb does not hurt. Yeah, because the nerve that goes to the thumb is not associated with the nerve that's being affected um, by the heart attack. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So something, you know, and there's the other one where you're stroking out. You can, uh, if you stick your tongue straight out, the side that's uh, being paralyzed, essentially, it'll it'll cheat away from it. In oh. other words, the strong side yeah. dominates. So if you try to stick your tongue straight out and it goes to one side, that's a sign that you are having a stroke. Okay. Yeah. So... We do have a guest on Facebook, okay, and it actually is the same guest that I was going to guess. So I'm going to say, it looks like somebody's having a case of the Mondays. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh wow. Who, okay, Monday. Who is the guest that? Uh, my buddy Raul. Raul. I was with him at uh, HSC three here in San Diego. Good job and happy Friday. Yeah, we, you get a sticker. Yeah, and uh, for those of you out there in San Diego commuting. Uh, I did drive through some traffic today. I'm not going to give Ooh. you a full traffic report, but I will let you know okay. if southbound 5 is not looking good. Yeah. There's an accident on the northbound side just south of the 94. I thought it was going to make me late to the show today. Uh, but it did not, but I got through. It was a three-car three, uh, three car bang up. Uh, police were on the scene, uh, but it did look like it was going to take a minute to get cleared up and possible rollover for one of those vehicles. And then, of course, everybody on the, on the southbound side, it's going to be congested naturally, uh, but now they got to do the looky-loo. Yeah. So it was, it was double... There was a pretty bad accident on the southbound 5-2, just south of the 54. Looked like a vehicle rolled over a taxi um, in the left lanes. They it's still just have a, those? <laughs> I know. What was he doing, chasing an Uber? <laughs> you stole my ride. Yeah. Okay, next question. All right, next question. During your lifetime, your mouth will produce enough saliva to fill two of these. During your lifetime, you will produce enough enough saliva to fill up two of these what are these uh things is it enough saliva to fill two bathtubs enough saliva to fill two swimming pools enough saliva to fill two washing machines or is it enough saliva to fill two submarines uh <laughs> i i feel like i need more information to answer the question because every one of those things could have a different amount of volume I agree. So and this was this one I was a little bit weird. And so like when I think about like what size a bathtub, what size a swimming pool, what size washing machine, what size submarine. So what I'm gonna, size submarine. Yeah. I'm going to go with the average mean here. So Yeah. I can picture something in my head that's probably what everyone else is picturing also. Hmm. Curious because when I think about it, like I, I just imagined trying to fill up two submarines like spitting into it. Mm -hmm. And so does that mean it would take me whatever the average – lifespan of a male in America was 79 or something would it take me 79 years and then I started thinking well how many times do I swallow and then I uh, you know so how do they measure saliva in a daytime is it how much you spit in a day 
Is it, are they averaging how much you actually swallow? You know what I mean? So this is, this is just a fun little trivia. Uh, but there is obviously a lot of, a lot of variables in it uh, that just makes it fun and probably not very factual. I do know a doctor, and I will ask this doctor okay. what they think. All right. So I, I don't have any guesses on Facebook, so I'm going to take a guess. Okay, go. That you make enough saliva to fill up two swimming pools. That's actually correct. Oh, my gosh. That's disgusting. I would have guessed submarines just because it seemed like one of those questions where I'm like, ah, you know, and, and, then, and then when you start really thinking about it, like, well, 79 years is a long, long time. Yeah. So, and I, I have a feeling I did a lot more drooling in my youth, like in my first three years. And so, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And, and the last few also, probably. Yeah, that's always fun. Anyways. I, I suspect that now I'm going to be thinking a lot more about my saliva when I'm spitting. It, yeah. <clears throat> so, trivia. I was going to say spitting and swallowing, but then I thought, mm. well, it's a, it's a Navy show. So. Yeah. Tri- tri- trivia question number three. In Roman times, circa the year zero, mm. so 2,000 years ago. Okay. Um, ancient Rome, I guess we can call it that, I guess. Uh, Romans used this liquid to clean and whiten their teeth. Was it breast milk, tree sap, urine, or salt water? Okay, question again. In Roman times, around the year zero, Romans used this liquid to clean and whiten their teeth. Was it breast milk, tree sap, urine, or salt water? That's a great question. What what does Facebook think? Oh. I'll wait for a second to see if we, what answers we get. What a great question. Well, phones are definitely, they're off the hook right now. So if you want to call in, just uh, wait on hold and we'll definitely get you through. Uh, but we don't want to take calls right now. Uh, so we're, Yeah, we're trying to wait for the Veterans Village. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it'll call in. They must be having some technical difficulties. Yeah, um, maybe they're helping veterans. Some people, so Facebook says, okay, I'll tell you what Facebook says. Okay, Facebook so. says urine. Uh, That's thoroughly uh, disgusting. disgusting, yeah. but... I don't think it's totally impossible, but I'm going to go with a different guess. Okay. I'm going to say, so Romans, Romans, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Rome, did that have salt water? Did they have salt? Was it, if you didn't have Morton salt, you didn't have salt. That's the truth. So <laughs> I'm going to go with, you know what? It's so off the wall. In fact, it's off the tree. I'm going to go tree sap. Tree sap. That is a good guess, but it is not the right answer. Ah. Uh. The right answer, I would have went with breast milk or salt water just because I was I would be avoiding urine. Don't do this. Yeah. I would have went with Don't breast milk it. because I feel like it would have gave you a nice, um, it has all mom's elements. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It has yeah. a nice milky color, so it keeps your teeth white. Mm-hmm. And it's sweet, essentially. Um, I don't know. So the answer is urine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. How you know, can and, it be? And now that I think about it, I watched a uh, thing. Is it the acidity? I think so. Yeah. Mm. So I think it has to be old urine too. Oh, so I know gosh. I know um I watched like a um a documentary one time where these guys were like in the Balkans and they would everybody in the house would save their urine and then when they would shear the sheep they would use this um tub of urine <laughs> and they'd throw all the wool in there and then step in it oh and then gosh. degrease it with the urine. So it turns into like ammonia and so it becomes a degreaser. Uh so I'll tell you what, let's gross out our listeners a little bit. Maybe our non-military listeners who might just be tuning into the Scuttlebutt show for the first time on 89.1 yeah. KNSJ. Um, so, yeah, Mikey So Mikey actually guessed uh, urine. 
It was Mikey who guessed that. Oh, hey, Mikey. <clears throat> so, you know, when we're overseas, it's not uncommon to use plastic uh, water bottles to pee in as, like, bathrooms when you don't have an actual bathroom and you have to walk maybe two or three hundred yards to go to the bathroom. It's like a room. Re- it's like a reverse um, container, mm-hmm. like a water container. It's a reverse water bottle. Yeah, you go. it goes in. Yeah. So if you've ever had 20 or 30 bottles of pee-pee uh, and one has spilled over after a, a day or so, it is a terrible smell. It's maybe one of the worst smells. And guess where those water bottles end up? Maybe some of our listeners have heard of the infamous Iraq and Afghanistan burn pits. So these bottles of pee, which get produced by the hundreds, end up in these burn pits, and then you get burning, you get burning, burning urine. Burning and urine. we're not talking about after a trip to Thailand. We're talking about <laughs> after a collection of old Aquafina bottles, the Nestle ones, whatever Nestle brand of, uh, of water bottle, Pure Life or whatever, we get a lot of those. Um, it's definitely like from the Middle East, though it has all the writing on it. Fill those up with pee and then put them in a burn pit. Get ready. Stand by. Yes. The Gatorade bottle is the best bottle to pee in. It is the most is. forgiving. But you must Especially master. Especially on a road trip. You must master how to pee in a regular 16-ounce, regular size mouth water bottle because more often than not, that's what you're going to be able to find. And it it is it is an art form how to do it. You have to create an air gap. There's a whole thing. There's a whole uh, way of doing it. Uh so I have trivia question number four. Uh, what does the word karaoke mean in Japanese? Again, what does the word karaoke mean in Japanese? Karaoke obviously being the thing uh, where people go to the bars and they try to sing their favorite song. Love me some karaoke. Yeah. So your distractors are, does the word karaoke mean tone deaf, empty orchestra, go for it, or song fight? Your distractors are tone deaf, empty orchestra, go for it, or song fight. And the original question was, what does the word karaoke mean in Japanese? And while we're waiting for a response on it, you are listening to KNSJ.com. This is the Scuttlebutt Show. Uh, you can listen to us live on, you can stream us live on KNSJ.com. Uh, you can tune into us on Facebook at Scuttlebutt. And our phone number is 619-528-8383. Back to Max. Do we got any bites on Facebook? uh, Nothing on Facebook yet, but here's what I'm going to say. Okay, go. Song fight. Song fight. That would would be my guess as well. Because it's you versus the song. It is. And sometimes the song is kicking your butt. Yeah. For more, me, for me, more times than more not. More often than not. I'm not a great singer, but I will get up and do some karaoke. My favorite things to karaoke are the remix to Ignition by R. Kelly mm. and uh, Spice Girls, If You Want to Be My Lover. Really? Um, so I've only done karaoke twice. The first time I tried to do Steve Miller, The Joker. Ooh, Steve Miller Band's so great. Oh, yeah. And so the next time Are I was like... Are they veterans? No, not that I know of. Okay. Um, so the next time I, I didn't know what to get. I just I just knew that I wanted to do some karaoke and I didn't want to slaughter Steve Miller again. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, karaoke roulette where I opened the book, closed my eyes and put my finger down. Yeah. And it was Britney Spears. Um Toxic? Oh no. Oh baby, baby. That's really good. Yeah. I thought we were playing the song for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear that. Yeah. Next time we're out. Oh, e 
and that's what I end up doing. So I'm more of a beatbox karaokeer. Okay. Uh, but I'm definitely song fighting. Okay. That's that's for sure. Um, okay. Back to the trivia. The actual answer uh, to the question is, uh, the word karaoke in Japanese means empty orchestra. Empty orchestra. Empty orchestra. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder which part of karaoke is empty and which part is orchestra. So I see. I think since the music is there, that's the orchestra. And so, since they've removed the vocal tracks, that's why it's considered an empty orchestra. Okay. I'm just trying to think myself through it, but I would have said song fight as well. Song fight's better. Can we change it to song fight? So, that's funny you say that, because I've heard that uh, Mitsubishi, is it Mitsubishi? I think they changed the meaning of the word Mitsubishi in Japanese language. It's either Mitsubishi or Subaru. Okay. So, maybe somebody can Google it or Bing it out there. Bing it. Yeah, Bing it for sure. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so they 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 um, Japan actually changed the meaning of a word in the Japanese language to match the product essentially. So and I don't remember if it was Mitsubishi. I want to say it's Mitsubishi. Okay, yeah. we'll we'll bing it. Yeah, we'll, we'll follow. Um, up. All right, next trivia question. Okay. Uh, in 1938, Time Magazine named this person Man of the Year. So this is in 19, 1938. 1938. Okay. Yep. Time Magazine, Man of the Year. Um, here are your distractors. Was it Mahatma Gandhi? So, he was a big deal around those days. Or was it possibly Charles Lindbergh? Ooh, uh, Lindbergh Field. That's right. That's right here in San Diego. Right here in San Diego. Yeah, he's the first okay. man to fly around the planet, right? Oh, how am I going to not pick that? Yeah. Um, Albert Einstein. Okay, that'd be my pick. But he didn't. He was still still a functioning scientist in 1938. And remember, we didn't start dropping bombs until a little bit later. All right. So, or was it Adolf Hitler? Okay. And he was was doing stuff in 1938. Yeah. He was a pretty big deal. Yeah. So, it's just possible pre-crazy Hitler? (laughs) I don't know if that was a thing. Okay. Let's hit me with the, let's read the question again and hit me with the distractors. All right. Can I do my movie voice? Yeah. Please do. Or Britney Spears voice. In 1938, Time Magazine named this person Man of the Year. Was it Adolf Hitler, Mahatma Gandhi, Charles Lindbergh, or Albert Einstein? Okay. Let me quote Albert Einstein so I sound smart. Okay, go. In in our current time, all the talk of nuclear war in North Korea, it's scary stuff. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it's scary stuff, and a lot of people are talking about it. Hawaii went on that missile alert a couple weeks ago. That guy totally got fired, crazy. right? Yeah, he got fired. Yeah. I think it was an accident. Um should maybe have just gotten reassigned or like maybe some training, like an NKO course. We're sending you to the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> they need people. There are no other options for you. <laughs> so uh, Albert Einstein uh, quoted to say, I do not know with which weapons World War Three will be fought, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. What a great quote. Yeah, Albert Einstein's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, let me quote Albert Einstein as saying E equals MC square. I don't, I don't did he, who even knows if he ever even said that? I'm not sure he really did. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Maybe, okay. maybe he jotted it down in a notebook. So my instincts tell me to go with Hitler, but I'm going to go Einstein. This is interesting. So I would have went with Gandhi. Okay. Because Gandhi, Gandhi was, Zou. yeah. Yep. He was, he's sort of, you know, when he, he got, you know, he got started up in Africa. Yeah. And so, and then he took that whole, that whole movement uh, into India. 
And so I would have went with Gandhi. So let's just say it's not Gandhi. Uh, Charles Lindbergh, yeah, I mean, he was doing, and going, flying around the world was a big deal. I mean, it wasn't too long ago where taking a, a blimp around the world or whatever yeah. it was, a balloon, was like mm-hmm. the big deal. Yeah. And I was, and I was literally thinking, well, what's the big deal? <laughs> Balloons have been around since the, whatever, 1700s or whatever. Like, why? I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. And who really knows if we haven't done it? Yeah. Anyways, uh, it's it's Adolf Hitler, man. Okay. Shocker. I, I'm not... Well, I he wasn't, like, the head of the Olympics when the Olympics were in Munich, uh, just prior to the start of World War II. Yeah. He, he, I'm not surprised to hear that, but I would have... I wonder if Einstein ever was the man of the year. That's really good. You know what? We'll have to bing that. Bing that. Yeah. Um, Is there another question? I do. I have one more. Do we have time? Yeah, we got two minutes left. Let's do that last question and let's uh, wrap up. It doesn't look like we're going to hear from Veterans Village, but I bet they're out helping a veteran, and that's definitely more important than calling our show, and we'll get them on another time. Yeah. So, last question for trivia. What is the only mammal that cannot jump? Okay. Cannot jump. This also, I will give you a, a context clue here. This happens to be the only mammal with four knees. Okay. Four functional knees. Give me the distractors. Gorilla. Giraffe. Donkey. Shout out to Armin. <laughs> or elephant. Okay. A pachyderm. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna go elephant. You're going elephant? Yep. Any Facebook nibbles? No, not yet. We only have one minute left. Oh, no. Today flew by. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. Uh, and we're just sitting here looking at each other. Yeah, just talking. talking. Just talking. Talking the just talk. Talking. All right. Uh, the only mammal that cannot jump is an elephant. Good guess, Max. Nice. Yeah. An elephant. Okay. They cannot jump. So, for our listeners out there, thanks for tuning in to the Scuttlebutt Show on 89.1 KNSJ. You can find us on Facebook at the Scuttlebutt Show, Instagram at the Scuttlebutt Show, Email us at show at gmail.com. We talked about world-famous Gregory Salcedo today and his rant against the military and, <laughs> you know, kind of what we thought. It's pure ignorance. We talked about— I'd love to have him on the show. <clears throat> yeah, he's welcome on the show anytime. We talked about Veterans Village. We didn't get a chance to have him on, but they will be on in the future. They're out there doing great things to help veterans. Next week, we have somebody from the Fleet and Family Services Center talking about relationships and stress and how— you can leverage the services offered at Fleet and Family Services. A good friend of ours, she just had a baby. Her name's Angelo. She'll be here. Uh, we got two more live shows before we hit the road up the Central Coast, and we're bringing you Scuttlebutt Show from wineries and coastal places. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Van. Say goodbye. Hey, goodbye, everybody, and hoo Thanks for listening to The Scuttlebutt on 89.1 KNSJ Desconzo. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Scuttlebutt Show and on Twitter at Show Scuttlebutt. Serving San Diego from high atop Monument.